Welcome to the What the Elwood podcast, the podcast that's all about Longwood athletics. Players, coaches, staff, who knows? The goal is to bring Longwood closer to you straight from the source. I'm your host, Sam Hovan. Our guest today is field hockey assistant coach Megan Miller. She plays in the U.S. developmental field hockey team while also coaching here at Longwood, so we wanted to find out what it is like to switch between coach and player on a regular basis. Plus, how did you even get plugged into the national team system in the first place? Let's go! Thanks for joining me, Megan. I uh, really appreciate your time. I, I've got to say, I want to kind of dive into some of this developmental U.S. field hockey. First question, how do you get connected to something like that? Um, so do you mean with the developmental team or just USA hockey in general? Oh, we can start with really both. Okay. Um, so, uh, well, my experience with USA hockey, um, I started my journey um, my sophomore year um, during my sophomore season um, so the um, we actually played at UVA um, and the coach of the U21 team at the time um, was there watching and um, she after the game she talked to my coaches and said and was wondering if I would be interested in trying out and I tried out and kind of that's that's how it how I got started so <laughs> really cool and then developmental team I mean what does it what does it take to play on that team? Um, it takes a lot of um, kind of determination, um, all kind of the, like the usual stuff. <laughs> um, but it's honestly just kind of dedication to kind of continuing to further like your own personal play and um, just wanting to to get to the best level that you can and be the best athlete that you can. And the developmental team, we were we were kind of talking a little bit in passing it it's something where it's not the, the the national team is that like the next step or the next goal how does it kind of fit into the national team structure yeah so the way it works is um so you have the national team um who would what you would think of as a national team like of the olympics and on all that kind of stuff and playing the pro league that they just recently added not too long ago um but so they they're like the like the overarching um team and then we're kind of like right under them um so uh the main one of the main purposes behind our team is to be able to pull from to keep us developing and keep us like kind of working together and individually um to be able to be eventually pulled out to the national team for example so that's really cool and so and it gives you the chance to i I think of soccer and you've got like the u20 the u18 u20 team stuff like that where they've just played together they have that synergy same kind of thing in field hockey where it's really important to have played with the same players um to some degree yeah so like you'll see uh some of the some of the players kind of going through the different stages of the national team together and then you'll see some kind of people that are that are joining in on that so um it's kind of it's a good mix um it's kind of it's a refreshing mix (laughs) what's it like for you now so you started when you were a player what's it like now that you're a coach does that change your perspective on the field at all um I would say it has um in a positive way it makes me being a coach um while I'm playing as just being like a straight up like a player um it's definitely helped me to look at the game in a different perspective um and some of the things like we kind of, you know, talk like X's and O's a lot, like as coaches. And so it's kind of interesting to see that connection while you're actually trying to play and just kind of think about things that you talked about from a different lens. So that's been, that's been really cool to, to see and to be able to kind of work through. Is there something that you've, you've talked about as a coaching staff here at Longwood that then you go back and like, oh, I can actually use this right now? Um, in my own kind of personal play, like di- different ways of like going about um, 
just individual individual skills um, and kind of along that kind of lines. Um, so it's been kind of it's been fun to take little tidbits of information and just different ways to look at things. Tactically, how different is it? Longwood versus say the developmental team. How tactically, how different is the style between the two teams? Um, it, it kind of depends. Um, so we like longer we have like our structure and everything like that. And we, it's kind of, you see kind of a lot of similarities in that regard. Um, and it's, it's fun and challenging at times to kind of try to switch back and forth between the two. <laughs> but, um, and the main, like generally it's relatively the same. So, um, kind of have a different, some different spins on a few different things, but generally it's, Pretty much the same. I was going to say, at some point, there's still the same number of players on the field and, and you know, some of the same goals you're trying to score and prevent the other team from scoring. And Yeah. <laughs> that. Do you, has there been anything that you guys have done on the developmental team that you've brought back and said, hey, this is really cool, we should try it at Longwood? Um, I've mentioned a few drills uh, that I personally really liked as a player. Um, so that's been, that's been fun to kind of show, show the girls kind of stuff that I'm learning and stuff that they, like, they can potentially use as well too in their game. So. Does that, does that help you relate to the players because you're still playing? Um, I think so. I think, um, it's kind of get to jump into practices and every, and, and everything every, every once in a while. So that's kind of fun just to kind of, you know, show, show that I got the, some skill. <laughs> I, I'm not just telling you I've actually done this as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's kind of funny you mentioned that. So I was talking with some women basketball players and they'll have some of their coaches who are former high level players that would be like they they love to score on them or block their shot or different things like that does that ever happen in field hockey um it does occasionally um and it, whenever it happens like you're just like as a coach you're kind of like oh that was really good on them but i'm it's just kind of like oh shoot like i should have i should have done better but like i'm proud of them for like for taking the next step you know <laughs> <laughs> what's it what's it like as you have to transition between being a player currently and then switching back into coaching. You mentioned that you have to do it. What are some things you have to do mentally to do that? Um, I think just kind of looking back and kind of, kind of more of like, it's just a different kind of mindset. Um, whereas as a player, you're kind of thinking like in more individual skill, more kind of more like team-based stuff. Whereas a coach, you're trying to think of overarching, like what is best for the team. Um, so that's kind of, it's more like a mentality, um, so. Interesting. And with, um, with coaching, I guess, we can, we can talk about it a little bit. So how did you wind up at Longwood? Because I know you're, you're at Richmond, so it's not terribly far away. Mm -hmm. Did you always say, man, I'm going to coach, even as I'm playing, continuing to play on the developmental team and things like that? Um, not a hundred percent. Um, so my assistant coach at the time when I was at Richmond, um, she was actually the one who put me kind of, who made me aware of the, of the position at Longwood. Um, so I, it's definitely sparked some interest. Um, and I was considering kind of, you know, after graduation, which, which route to, to go. Um, and coaching has always been something that I've like, it's always seemed like it's been fun. And I've had a lot of coaches who, have had a lot of positive impacts on me as a player and as a, and as an athlete as and as a person. So I've, hopefully, my end goal is to do the same for for our team. So um, that's kind of that was one of my kind of main motivations. 
what do you feel like is something that you've, you've learned as you've, as you've been coaching for the last couple of years? Um, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I think just, it's, it's hard, like kind of going from like seeing myself as like an athlete and transitioning from, you know, ending my career and kind of going into coaching, just kind of taking like, taking everything as it comes and not really kind of looking like too, like too far into like the future, if that makes sense. Um, just, and just kind of, I don't know if it's being more from my like kind of senior year on, but like just cherish like kind of the moments that you've had. Um, Cause you, you never know like when, when it could be your last game. So. And it's, uh, you kind of mentioned that I know you have, you've dealt with injuries as well in the part of your playing career. Does, does coaching help kind of get you through and say, hey, there's, there's still stuff on the other side that I can do? Um, for me personally, yeah. Um, and then also kind of tying in with um, like being relatable to the athletes, like, like athletes who are unfortunately going through injuries and stuff. I'm able to help in that, like help them through like any, any tough times. Um, if hopefully they never have to go through that, but if they do, you know, like, I've been there, I've done that. So it helps to connect with them on that front. Um, what was that, I guess, what, what was that journey like for you? Because I know it, it was pretty recent, if I remember correctly. I remember you were wearing a knee brace last year. You, yeah. So, fully cleared now? Yeah, fully cleared. <laughs> um, so it happened, I was injured the, like two weeks left in my senior season. Um, so that was tough. Um, I missed kind of arguably the most fun part of the season. <laughs> um, so that was really challenging because um, you have, you know, all the mix of being your senior season, like not wanting to, not wanting to end like your career and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, it just, it was really, really tough. And I had personally, I had a really tough time with it, but um, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And um, thankfully I was able to kind of, kind of get back to where I picked up where I picked up where I uh, left off of. Um, so that was really rewarding um, to kind of know that I can get back to, to who I was as an athlete, so. I had to ask, so you mentioned coaching and cherishing the moments. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's a white knuckle game. You guys are coming down to the wire. Kent State in double overtime this year, that's the game you guys won. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> All states a game where you guys lost in overtime. What is it like being on the sideline now as a coach because you have literally no control over what happens? Uh, I think it's it's so much more stressful because you can't really like you can't be out there on the field with them and battling with them. So that's it. It takes it elevates the the stress level. So, um, but you, you give them all the tools to hopefully that they'll be able to to use during the game and. <laughs> be, there, be there cheerleaders on the sideline and fight for them however much you can and what's it like when you win a game like that as a coach I mean Kent State what was that like it was it was very rewarding um just because they were like they're such a good team and like they have so many like great athletes but like it's always it's always good to come out on the on top <laughs> it is it is it a sense of like relief, like oh man, the the stress is off at least until the next game? Uh, for a little bit, you can you can enjoy it uh, in the moment, and then you know um, I remember the the bus ride back was was pretty 
it was definitely better than if we would have lost. But um, then to get back to work, you kind of have a quick memory um, for better or for worse. So. And take the take the things you learned from the game, both positive and negative, and 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 keep them going forward. Yeah. Well, um, I only have like a couple more questions. One of them I wanted to ask, and it was just something I was thinking about while you were talking about the developmental team. Who are teams that you guys play on the developmental team? Like who's uh, your position? So we um are the way like the developmental team works is more kind of camp based. Um, so every uh well before the whole kind of COVID situation. Um, we were we were scheduled to have monthly or like bi-monthly camps. Um, we would like, for example, last year we had um, some camps done at UNC, at Duke. Um, so we would kind of meet together like once a month um, and we would train like over a weekend for three or four days. Um, and then uh, they there was a tour that went to um, the Netherlands last year. Um, and then there was one that was scheduled to go to Scotland this year. Unfortunately, that did not happen uh, because of the current situation. Um, so we'll kind of do stuff like that. Um, and then uh, if the, like, with the national team being kind of obviously traveling from a bunch of different areas around the US, like if, they, if it kind of works out and we can get scrimmages against some of the teams that do come over to play the national team, um, sometimes it doesn't unfortunately quite work out. Um, that's kind of where we look to to get like some of so playing a team say the the netherlands came over to scrimmage the national team you guys would play try to play the netherlands if you could if we could yeah um so it always sure yeah <laughs> um I don't know, that, that's just really fascinating to me I, I i always think that kind of thing is really interesting especially because it's not something that people think of how you how you have to develop talent to try to get to that top level um, what typically, I mean, do you guys typically have a couple of players that transition up to the national team every, so, every year? Um, so I think during, at least during my time, um, there was probably a handful, like five or six that um, had pulled up. Um, so it's always great to see like the people who have, who have gotten pulled up. They, they're so like, so dedicated and they work so hard. So it's, it's very, it's, it's cool to see as a teammate, you can celebrate them going up and kind of getting out, getting a chance to live out their dream. So. That's really cool. That's really cool. I mean, obviously it's, it's one of those things where you're excited for them because, you know, hopefully it could be you someday, right? Is that mm -hmm. the ultimate goal? Yeah, for sure. So fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess only question or two I have left, this is kind of, and, um, what, so what do you do right now? So you mentioned COVID-19. Obviously, it's put everything on standby or potentially not happening at all. Mm -hmm. How do you stay prepared in the midst of this situation? So a lot of it's just kind of training and trying to do whatever we can on our own. Um, so I've been doing a lot of kind of workouts and trying to, trying to be creative at times, um, given that a lot of gyms and everything are closed. And um, so that's, it's been challenging, but it's been kind of rewarding because you know, trying to see how, how, how creative you can be in times like this. Um, What's a creative exercise you've had to come up with? Um, using different household items for, uh, for weights. <laughs> that's been, uh, that's been challenging, but, um, just trying to combine a bunch of random things and hoping it works out. So you gotta, you gotta have to be patient during workouts like that and be adaptable for sure. 
So like, you, I mean, you're sitting in a chair right now. Are you like picking up the chair and squatting with the chair? <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought about uh, some uh, cases of water and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but it's been, the weather hasn't been too great here. So that's been kind of mm. another, another front that we've had to face. So. Did it snow? No, just a lot of rain. Okay. So, um, and a lot of storms. So, unfortunately. Well, what's the, I guess, what's the next you guys kind of have, is there a timeline that you know of anything coming up for you guys on the um, developmental side? There's some things that are kind of in, kind of in the works, but with the current situation, we don't quite know um, what that's going to look like and if those things are going to um, kind of go on like as scheduled. Um, we've had, like I said, we've had a lot of stuff that's been canceled. Um, so unfortunately, it's for the best um and to, to for everyone's safety um so uh we kind of just waiting by kind of playing it by ear to be honest um and just trying to stay focused and keep on rolling <laughs> well i mean we really really appreciate your time it's it's awesome to hear about the opportunities that you have it's it's i think it's interesting to hear as well like transitioning between player and coach it, it's got to be fun and it's got to be fun to stay engaged with the, the game that you love so much. Absolutely. For sure. And we'll look forward to hopefully everything going smoothly and getting back at it in the fall. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, of course. Thank you. Thanks again for your time, Megan. And we sure hope everything gets back to normal soon so you can get back to the field. As always, you can check out past episodes of the What the Elwood podcast at longwoodlanches.com in the fan zone section under podcasts or head to places like Google Play Music. If you want Longwood Athletics videos, subscribe to Longwood U Lancers on YouTube. Of course, Longwood Athletics is verified on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on the What the Elwood podcast.